Hello and welcome to Evidence of Grace, a podcast from Revolution 22 Church in Boise, Idaho. The purpose of this podcast is for members of our church body to share their testimony and how God is continually working in our lives. We hope that this is an encouragement to you and that you continue to love God and love others. On this week's episode, I am joined by Harrison Funk. Harrison is a brand new father, and he is so excited to see how God uses his son for his glory. Harrison's story is all about learning what it means to be a true follower of Jesus, not just a fan of him. So sit back and enjoy this episode. All right, welcome back to the Evidence of Grace podcast. I am joined, very special guest today, Mr. Harrison Funk. Ooh, woo, woo. Welcome to the What's pod. Going on, new, new, new yeah. father. New father, that's Harrison right. Harrison Funk. That's right. How old is, uh, is Joshua? Joshua's uh, a month old today. Wow. Happy, yeah. happy one month. Happy one month birthday. Right. Yes. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Dude, I, we were just talking before we started recording. Like, it's going to be crazy for you to look back on this episode in even like two years mm-hmm. and just be like, wow, I recorded that when he was a month old. Yeah. Be like I've n- had no clue what, 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 what yeah. the future holds for him. So that's yeah. so cool, dude. The, yeah. The future. And then, you know, just how God's going to change me and, and use me for his glory and, and, uh, yeah, just allow me to be a part of this journey and, and experience it, you yeah. know, and, you know, and the overall, hope right is for him one day to know god and to see god through me yeah you know and so yeah pre- pretty excited Dude. pretty nervous i would say totally the first month has been <laughs> it's been sleep deprivation oh yeah and joyfulness yeah and all wrapped into one i mean i've never been so tired yet so joyful in my life yeah that's awesome. <laughs> like there's there's no other moment in my life where i've said man just i can't sleep but i'm so happy <laughs> i'm so happy that's so awesome. That's awesome. A- anyhow yeah so yeah we can we will get into that um mm-hmm. at the at the end of your story because that is current yeah but let's start uh let's start at the beginning let's start yeah. at the beginning where so i i have the i have the pleasure of i i know your story yeah um just from different like discipleship groups that we've been a part of together yeah. and, and hearing your story a little bit. So I'm excited for you to, to get to tell everyone it because yeah. it, it, it's, a, it's a really cool one. Um, yeah. And I will say before, before you get started, mm-hmm. uh, I think Kate, Caitlin, Caitlin Johnson holds the title of this, okay. but, but you're close okay. uh, to being like one of my first friends at Rev. Oh, no kidding. Like, wow. like you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah. yeah, I just remember like we're not that far apart in age. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just remember um, uh, getting oh, to know yeah. you and, and stuff. So, yeah, I'm yeah. excited to 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 do this with you, and yeah, yeah it's gonna be fun, man. So feels very natural. Yeah, you know? exactly. Feels like I'm just talking to a friend. Exactly. So, no, yeah. this is gonna be good. All right. So tell us tell us a little bit about Young Harrison. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about uh, where he grew up, and yeah, and yeah, what what was what was family life? Yeah. Like? So little me, I loved being outside. Uh-huh. Um, I was a free child. I would always as soon as we'd get home out of the car. I'd be just running around in a diaper and my mom, my mom and, and dad was just like, where'd your clothes go? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, and, and to give context here, you know, I, I grew up in a town called American Falls, um, but I didn't live in a city limits. It was, 
you know, a house between farm grounds and the nearest house next to me was a quarter mile away. Right. So it wasn't like, <laughs> it wasn't anything, you know, um, out, out in the open for, you know, um, around people. Yeah, so, yeah, you, had your own you know, I was space. a, I was a free little spirit type yeah. of, type of kid, you know, yeah. and, uh, but yeah, growing up, um, you know, in that area, um, you know, a lot of it, a lot of the focus on the family was, was farming. Right. And, uh, so what did you, did you, were you a part of this? Like, did you farm with them? Like, yeah. Was that kind of your, your job growing up? And so, stuff? yeah, free, free child labor for nice. sure. Yep. Yeah. Love it. Um, you know, and, and, uh, so the, the, my grandparents, you know, they were, or my grandfather was the, the main farmer. And then my uh-huh. uncle, my mom's brother was, uh, kind of more of the foreman for a lot of my upbringing. And my dad ran a, a steel fabrication shop and then he also fixed farm equipment. Okay. So, you know, every, every, you know, aspect of my younger childhood was, was yeah. about farming. And did, did your whole family grow up in, in American Falls? Yeah. Okay. So we had a pretty tight knit, yeah. right? So it was, it was my father's side. Excuse me. I have uh, some liquid death here. Give me a little burp. <laughs> um, yeah, so we had my my father's side, uh, grandparents in the town too. Um, you know, aunts and uncles. Um, a couple of them moved to, moved away to Florida or mm-hmm. you know Virginia, other parts of the of the United States. I was going to say world, but it's not really. We're <laughs> no, still in the United Coast, States. Yeah. You know? yeah, just East Coast. You know, um, but um, yeah. So it was uh, it was pretty nice. Had a pretty good family environment. Um, and then, you know, as, as I'm getting older, you know, I find myself enjoying, you know, sports more, finding myself, you know, becoming more, you know, kinetic, I guess you could yeah. say, than, than, you know, trying to lift a hay bale up and, you know, right. struggling. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> so, sure, for sure. Um, um, do you have any, any, any siblings or, yeah. um, okay. So I have two older brothers. Okay. Um, and then I have a twin sister. Okay. And, um, the oldest brother, um, you know, lives back in American Falls and same with my other older brother. And then my twin sister's out in North Carolina. Oh, wow. She's okay. A, so she's also, she joined the yeah, rest she, of the family. Yeah. She joined the other side nice. of the family. Nice. <laughs> no, no. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, and what about your, your, your parents? Were the, are they yeah. uh, together still? Are they, were they together growing up? Um, like yeah. Kinda what was their relationship like? Yeah. Stuff? So my, my parents' uh, relationship and, and, they've been together since, since I've been born. Um, they, uh, their story, and I don't mean to go into their story, but they actually met because of their parents. So it was, it was a little arranged marriage. It It was was arranged marriage. Yeah. So they old school. Yeah. Very old school. Yeah. So, um, they sat down for dinner one night and like, Oh, I, you know, have this son and well, I have this daughter. And so, you know, that's awesome. So they're about six years apart. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, they've been happily married ever since. That's so cool. Yeah. Nice. And do they still live in American Falls? Uh, they do. Yeah. Okay. They do live in American Falls. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So then, uh, you said you, you kind of got in, into sports and stuff as you're growing up. Um, yeah. what was, what was junior high and, and high school like for you? Was it, Oh man. Um, okay. Okay. Was it was it was it tough? Were you? I mean, how big of a school? I don't even know. Yeah. American Falls is. I'm assuming pretty small. But. Yeah. So the population is you know five thousand people. Okay. So you know middle school, high school, we're talking about you know eighty to one hundred kids per class. Yeah. Um, you know my yeah my middle school experience started out a little rough. You know I was 
you know, I was just a, I was short, chunky, still had all my baby fat. You know, I wasn't, I was really shy and quiet. And, uh, in sixth grade, this is, this is pretty crazy. And I still remember this. Uh, I grew eight inches in sixth Dang, grade. Dang. Went from five two, like five ten, in just like <laughs> four or five months Dude, in that that's school crazy. year. So I went from shy and, and, uh, quiet to, you know, tall, skinny, you know, confident, you know, yeah. And I, and I, yeah, I, I looked good, you know, I, I, or, you know, girls thought I looked good, right? That's, that's when, you know, I started <laughs> yeah, to be yeah, yeah. noticed by, you know, by the girl, you know, but anyhow. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Night. Dang, that's crazy. And yeah, so I started building, you know, this confidence and swagger a little bit, you know, and going into, you know, and, you know, started, you know, like, you know, middle school dating type oh, yeah. situation, oh, yeah. you know, where it's like, you smell weird, we're breaking up, <laughs> you know, like principal saying, you know, you know, every, you know, having a student body, you know, uh, meeting with the kids and saying one month policy with dating and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, it was, it was different. Yeah. That's crazy, you know, yeah. and, uh, but yeah, uh, getting into high school, you know, um, high school was a, it was a fun experience for me, I'd say, um, you know, it was, it was great. I was playing all the sports, you know, and um, which sports did you play? Yeah, so I played basketball, uh, baseball, uh, football, um, and then I got into cheerleading. Nice. Yeah, so I got into cheerleading, and I didn't think I'd actually do cheerleading, but uh, I was convinced by not only my twin sister, who's hand in hand, step by step next to me every school year, but also her friends were like, "Hey, you should do it." And you know, one thing led to another, and I was became a cheerleader. And then, <laughs> there you go. We'll talk about where that brought me to yeah, college, yeah, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. But, you know, going back through my middle school to my high school for my upbringing, you know, um, even, even you know, we can actually, let's take a step back even further. You know, my my grandfather was a pastor. Yeah, so, I was going to So he was, uh, he was, a, he went from a farmer to one day he heard God call call him one night in a field and, you know, he got out of his combine and got on his hands and knees and it's like, yes, God, I'm going to be a... I'm going to be a, a pastor. Dang. And so my my childhood went from, you know, our his house, right? So we started that church in his house. It was in his living room, you know. That's so awesome. so you know, everybody listening, just picture your living room and you got 10, 15 people you've never met before and you're just like, "Who are these yeah. people coming into the house? I'm just here so I can get some of grandma's mashed potatoes yeah. and some food afterwards, you know, and we're having a church service." So totally. That's it, cool. it felt very family-esque. And so moving into middle school time frame. So was that, was it, so it was before even middle school that he yeah, started this? Okay. Yeah. So this was like elementary. So it was very early on. And yeah. I don't have a lot of memories of it. You right. Know, it was. Well, like you said, you were just there for the food. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, and personally, I just didn't know who Jesus was, even though we were practicing it and, and talking about it all yeah. the time. Um, you know, I don't feel like my brain was developed enough to understand or any, anyhow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, totally. Um, getting to middle school, you know, and. We're starting to have church services in his garage. It turned to converted a three car garage into a church service and a place or a church. And so that's when it started to become bigger, mm-hmm. you know, and then that's when all the eyes started to come on, on us as kids. And that's when a lot of my upbringing starts to really change, you know. And so that's where, you know, the pastor's kid or the pastor's grandkid, you know, uh, effect starts happening, right? Where you're, there's this imagery on the pastor of a church. And then that gets reciprocated down to the parents, and then even so to the grandkids. Mm-hmm. And I think just every level that that goes, it went, it amplified, you know. So, you know, like my mom, like growing up, like um, 
know, she, she smoked cigarettes and then she quit, you know, my dad chewed tobacco and, and he's still doing that to this day. But (laughs) so, but anyways, they, they hid that or then they, my mom actually ended up quitting, but my dad hid it. Yeah. So they, you, you ended up seeing this change of perception with people that are coming to this church and, and as, as the church is growing, you know, a facade is starting to be created. So in, you know, in middle school is when, oh, Harrison, you need to dress a certain way. You know, hey, you know, we, you know, we wear, you know, pu- you know, button up shirts, khakis, dressed to the nine, you know, no jeans, no t-shirts, yeah. you know, and, and that's part of the reason why now I, you know, you probably see me at church and I'm in a t-shirt always <laughs> and I'm in shorts, yeah, or yeah, just, yeah. you know, jeans, you know, right. but you had the, um, you faced the other side of the coin. So, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, that, that whole thing amplified to a point where, you know, I didn't know what was real and what wasn't. So, you know, we get into high school when I'm starting to, you know, get a little bit more deeper in my faith or try to understand it. It just felt fake. Mm-hmm. Everything about it felt Interesting. fake. And so, you know, I, I started to, you know, you know, I was a I was a fan of Jesus, I guess you could say, versus a follower. You know, it's like, ah, oh, I love the Lord, but you know, by sophomore year I was drinking alcohol. Yeah. You know, I started started hanging around with the wrong kids, you know, they wanted to party. We wanted to, you know, you know, they they were smoking, you know, smoking pot, you know, and so you know, I just started to be affected because that's what the popular kids and the sports yeah. kids did. So yeah. that's the environment and what I started to do. But, you know, it was, you know, have a couple drinks or, you know, you know, drink, yeah, drink. And then on Sundays, you know, act like everything's fine and love the Lord. And, you know, so my, my establishment with God never was fully, um, authentic it it always had this facade to it and, th- and then as as we track back to early high school like go, or i guess going into my freshman year in high school um again these these high schools are small so there's you know freshmen to seniors are all in one school yeah, so, yeah, yeah. um you know my parents approached me and they're like you know, I was a pretty argumentative kid, you know, and I was curious. So I asked a lot of questions, I asked right. a lot of whys, and, you know, well, that doesn't make sense. What about this? Yeah. And I was negotiating a lot with my parents, and, you know, that's who I was growing up. And um, and I, I think it came from a curious spot, but I was also really confused because I have to look a certain way or act a certain way. Right. But really, you know, that's what I'm just told to do, and there's no, there's no understanding to it. No one explained it, right? And so... um. You know, going, you know, going into high school, my parents, you know, approached me and they're like, oh, like you just argue with us all the time. You should just become a lawyer. Here's some lawyer books. You should, <laughs> you should be X. And I was like, well, I don't know. You know, that sounds boring, you know, reading textbooks all the time and, you know, wearing a suit or something like right. that. That sounds, that sucks. Like yeah. that sounds horrible. And so I get into my freshman year and they're like, oh, you, you know, you, you don't really like social studies or history. Like you should become a doctor. You're like you really like science classes. Like you're going to, you know. And so there's a big agenda pushed from the parents on like what I need to achieve. I need to do X. And, you know, even so on the sports level too, where it's like, hey, you got to be X. Like you got to be good. And so, you know, from every angle from my sports coaches to my parents, you know, to ha- needing to hold a certain look and viewpoint. Like I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. You know, I was trying to understand, and I didn't know who God was either. I didn't understand anything at all. Okay. And so as we get into my sophomore year, you know, things are amplifying, you know, junior year, like, you know, I, you know, smoked, smoked pot for the first time my junior year. And, um, you know, find out later, you know, a couple of years later that it, it wasn't, it was like a synthetic weed <laughs> called spice, you know, yeah. and it, it messed me up, but I didn't, I didn't know any better. And I was like, well, I can't tell anyone 
You right. know, I can't say anything about it because, you know, oh, I'm the, I'm the, you know, pastor's grandchild. You know, I'm, you know, there's too many eyes. Like, you know, I'm told I have to be X, so I have to fit in this box. So how am I going to fit in this box? And so, yeah, so there's a lot of pressure and that really just, one, I couldn't understand my faith. And then it also just brought me on a direction where it's like, I don't know, God, this is, you know, this is, there's no meaning to it. I don't understand any of it at all. And so, yeah, so high school was interesting where I felt like I was untouchable, top of the world, you know, and, uh. Yeah, and I I just had a facade at this time. Yeah, so, okay, that's interesting. Were there, like, I don't know, do you have any memories of, like, I don't know, you said you just didn't really understand the faith. Were you mm-hmm. just kind of always, like, at church in the back with yeah, your, with yeah. your like, what, watching your grandpa? Was that just kind of, yeah. okay. So ch- church to me was going where my grandfather was at. Yeah. You know, it was... You know, every Sunday we're at church, mm-hmm. you know, and so whether we're sitting in the back or at, um, you know, uh, children's ministry on Sundays, right. um, those were the only two options. Yeah. You know, I couldn't stay home, right. you know, and be sick, you know, or, you know, I was there. I had, yeah. I had to be there. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like, a, I mean, I guess maybe people, especially us at Rev, don't really think of pastors' grandchildren as anything because like all of our, like yeah. Bren, uh, Ryan, our... Yeah. our dads like don't have grandchildren but yeah um i just i don't know i think i kind of assume that you can relate to a lot of like what the eagy kids and the angelos kids oh totally have gone through because even though you were you know a grandchild like a step bless you're still their age you're the ones yeah. that are growing up you and, and just being i guess in a small town and mm-hmm. in a tighter community yeah um yeah so yeah you just had yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I felt like time. yeah, the yeah. eyes were always on you, and because it's a small town, small town talks, right? You know, t- small town gossip's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> like, sure. it's a real thing, and whether my mom fueled it or, but she knew it all, right? right. And, and but everybody did too. Yeah. So you know that definitely was a huge factor. Totally, yeah. totally. So then, um, high school ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said you you got into cheerleading. Mm-hmm. Um, what was like where were where I mean I know you went to University of Idaho but right. kind of what went through that decision yeah um, so yeah you know I I was looking around and um, I I th- I think going into uh, before we get into college talking about the cheerleading right um, a, a little funny story you know I I ended up joining cheerleading and having to break up with my, that the current girlfriend at the time because okay. she didn't want to she didn't want me to be on cheer. Oh, interesting. So, you know, that's what kind of, and I, it kind of was a weird motivation factor for me to be really good at it because she was also on the team. So I wanted to (laughs) almost impress her because she broke up with me, but also I wanted to, I wanted to do great, right? Like I had a, I had to achieve X and I, you know, and so anyhow, um, yeah, so I get to my senior year, I get, um, you know, uh, approached by University of Idaho's head coach for the cheer team and was like, hey, we really want you to be a part of our team. So, you know, got a little scholarship for it. You know, it, it wasn't a lot, yeah. um, but it was something and it, it was a driving factor into me wanting to go to University of Idaho. Yeah, totally. And so also uh, part of the high school journey that I was on was taking uh, CNA. Like, so I got my CNA's license at 16 years old. Um, when I was 17, I got my phlebotomy's license and was uh, drawing people's blood by 18. Um, and so 
when I got to college, it was very much focused like that, that medical track that I talked about earlier, like, oh, you should become a doctor. That kind of, I don't know if I actually brought yeah, that yeah, up, yeah. but yeah, so the, the doctor was, that was still the theme that stuck that I could do, you know, and, and I just kind of kept it and, and ran with it. And uh, so I get to my freshman year in college, you know, I'm a D1 athlete. <laughs> so I, I make that joke to him. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you were a cheerleader. And it's like, yeah, you're right. Okay. That's awesome. um, so I get to my freshman year in college, you know, and my brother's in a fraternity, you know, that Greek life. You was know. he at University of Idaho too? He was. Yeah. Okay. So my brother, Ethan, not the oldest brother, the next older brother to me in line in the family. Yeah. He went to U of I and he was a part of a fraternity. And so I went through that rush, you know, Greek life process to find a house and, you know, ended up settling on the same house with my brother. And so, you know, part of this time point, you know, I'm starting to take the 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 medical classes. I start, you know, doing cheer, cheerleading and, you know, then having that influence of friends around me and then, you know, having uh, a fraternity around me. And, you know, both have pretty similar environments, both really, you know, after, after all things said and done on the night, they want to just party. Right. So, you know, I, f- I fell in pretty hard to sin my first two years into college. I mean, I was, gosh, I, you know, partying, um, get it, you know, being, you know, drinking, doing drugs, like, you know, and, you know, it was, I, I was so fallen away from God, you know, like I, I was like, well, one, I don't think I can ever be good enough for God now at this point. So mm-hmm. why not? Um, you know, after looking at my high school experience, it's like, you know, there's no, there, you know, I'm just not good enough. Like there's no reason. So I just kept that kind of just kept that track falling down pretty hard, um, into my freshman year and then, uh, then into my sophomore year as well. Um, and so, um, during sophomore year, you know, still going through the classes with, uh, medical route, uh, uh, I dropped cheerleading, you know, I wanted to focus on, uh, academics and research. So I ended up doing a, um, being, uh, jumping into a research, um, lab with, the uh, kangaroo rats and ended up getting it published, which later, you know, yeah. uh, later in my senior year, it was a published paper. Nice. So, um, but um, yeah, during during my sophomore year was this weird point where I was just so in sin. I didn't know who I was, yeah. but I, I never found myself, you know, you know, because of how I had to achieve X. You yeah. know, I had to I had to become a doctor. Yeah, I, I had to do that because that was the pressure that was put on me to achieve. Yeah, and so you know, start this research lab, start having classes. I dropped cheerleading, realizing that's not going to get me to becoming a doctor. I got to start focusing on other things, right? You know, or. Um, like I started focusing on um, um, the EMT as well. So I got my EMT techs certification. And then, you know, when I had spare time, I was, you know, did a couple 24-hour shifts to check Mark off the box for um, that I would volunteer hours as yeah. an EMT, you know, working as a CNA, working as a phlebotomy, having research labs. So, yeah. like, I was yeah, just, you're just all in I it. was all over the place. Yeah. And then, you know, I was then, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night out, you know. Yeah out you know partying so what was what, were there ever like a like a thought about your faith or like when when you're when you're going to college yeah. um was there like was there much or, or were you kind of just like i just want to get out of this small town where my grandpa's the pastor yeah. and i'm i'm was that kind of the plan for you yeah. from the beginning yeah a, a big part was you know I, I want to be a good distance away from home mm-hmm. because, you know, um, yeah, I just, 
I just felt like I wasn't, I didn't know who I was right. part of it. But the other part was, oh, I can, I can just, I can figure myself out. Like yeah. this facade can just go away and I can be who I want to be. Yeah. And that didn't entail having God in my life. Right. You know, that was just, you know, I can just do whatever I want without consequence, yep. you know, and obviously there is a consequence. Right. Um, but, but in your, in your mind, there wasn't at the time. No. And that's yeah. totally like. That's totally reasonable to, yeah. to, to, to think that at least at, at your age. Yeah. So, um, what when you're so so you're freshman and sophomore, sophomore year? Did you did you come home at all, uh, like for the summers or yeah. anything, or like what was that like? Like, or yeah. were you were you still in touch with your parents and your grandpa during that? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. So you know we'd they'd come up and visit every once in a while, and and that's probably part of it too. Where you know when they'd come up, it would be uh, you know you know, throw on the facade, right? Throw on the, the mask and, and just pretend like, you know, I'm just such a, you know, wholesome stand up, you know, who they, who, who they thought, you know, I, they raised and, and all that stuff. And, and it was, it was so wrong, you know, and, and, and then, you know, going home, it was doing the same thing, you know, just throwing that mask on. Yeah. And, uh, so they, they really had no, no clue what you were doing they you just because you just kind of yeah hit it. i just okay. hit, yeah i just i was like they you know there's no reason to to share that with them yeah. they're not yeah they're not going to understand they're just gonna you know tell me i need to do x like i need to fix it like yeah. i just need to be better yeah you know there was no like hey we love you it's okay yeah we don't see you differently <laughs> that wasn't gonna happen in my and and you know part of the upbringing too was you know, I didn't, there, there was no healthy conversations that happened. Interesting. Um, and so part of that was, you know, I didn't really see my parents argue mm-hmm. when they did have, you know, fights. It was, they closed their door and they had it in private. Mm. So I never knew how to understand conversation with people with, you know, in, 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 you know, fighting. Right. Never saw that. And so everything just had to be good. Yeah. There was no time for it to not be good. Yeah. And so, or that's what they at least put on. Right. Right. Um, and so. So, yeah. so what did, so, okay, you, you said it was the first two years. What happens yeah. in this transition to your third year? Was it the summer of your sophomore year going into yeah. junior year or what, what, what was the transition like? Yeah. So, um, transition going into uh junior year, I went, ended up going to a party that summer from sophomore year to junior year. Was that a party? And was it in Moscow, uh, in Moscow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like, so there's a. There's a couple weeks before the school year starts where it's still summertime and, you know, all the guys get together. We we clean the house for the fraternity, get it ready for kids to come rush and recruit, right? It's right. recruitment week. And so, you know, it was just a bunch of the guys and, you know, you know, and, and we're just, you know, out drinking. And, um, you know, I kind of just I take a second. I'm thinking, like, is this is this really who I am? You know, like, am I? Am I going to be known as the guy that just parties? Like everybody around here, you know, is seeing me as the party guy. Um, like, is there is there any part of me that's you know like that I want to be known for? You know, maybe I do want to be known for being the you know the guy that you know is is buttoned up and you know respectful and not not doing these things and is different. And I was and I I kind of pled with God. I said, God, I don't know who I am. I if you're if you're there and real like i know i'm not good enough you know but i'd love for you to help me and um sure enough that that next semester in the fall for or junior year going into now first semester in the fall um there's a guy that joins our house named pierce so pierce was uh uh pierce joined the house uh two years 
uh, or a year before I got there, and then he left because he found his faith and he just started following the Lord. Interesting. And um, he actually ended up coming back to college and joining back in right as huh. spot. What an interesting story. For yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and a little detour of my story, uh, adding Pearson. Yeah. Um, cool but um, yeah, this guy kept pursuing me with so much love. It actually bothered me and made me angry yeah. and mad. And he did this for a whole semester. He's like, hey, Harrison, like, I love you, dude. I'm pr- praying for you. Like, what, do you need any prayer? And I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't need any. I'm good. You know, like, pray ACES exam. All right, man, you got it. Like, <laughs> you got it. And he's like, oh, what games are you playing? You know, I played video games. So he's like, what kind of video games did you play? Or I was like, oh, I'm playing Madden or Call of Duty or something, yeah. right? And he's like, oh, can I play with you? And he just wanted to talk to me. And I thought he, huh. and he bothered me. And I don't know what it was. He, yeah. You know, he, he, he infuriated me. And I was like, I was like, who is this guy? You know, and then, you know, I, I, I'm going out to party or, you know, whatever. And then he's, you know, he's like, hey, Harrison, can I come, you know, come along? And I was like, dude, you don't drink. Like, yeah. What do you want to come right. out here with? You know, like, I'm so confused. And um, there was a moment that, um, in that, towards the end of the semester where he's like, he's like, Harrison, I've been thinking a lot about you. So there's a, a building where it's like a study hall type area. Uh-huh. And he's like, he's like, hey, Harrison, I just want to pray for you. He's like, do you need prayer for anything? And I was like, I don't know what I need. And he's like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, I was like, I prayed, I prayed to God like to, to find me basically and to help me because I don't feel good enough. Yeah. And I just, I just don't know if I can ever find him. Right. He's like, well, let's, let's pray for him or let's, or let, let me pray for you and let's, let's ask him back into your heart. And it was just, it, it was just a weird turn that I wasn't expecting. It was just casually, right? right? It was like, we were just hanging out, you know, having coffee, like long friends. And, you know, I, I just, yeah, af- after praying, you know, I kind of just started bawling my eyes and was like, Lord, I want to follow you, but I, I don't know how. And I, uh, I felt like I knew who you were. I felt like, you know, I felt like growing up, I, I had an idea of you or what I was supposed to do, but I felt like if I didn't do those things, I would, you know, I would fail and I'd, I'd lose you. Yeah. And, you know, and obviously that contest, you know, that falls into the amount of scriptures that I was reading, right? I wasn't reading because I was seeing, you know, my grandfather yeah, preach yeah. every Sunday. Yeah. So that's how I justified it, you know, yeah. never opening up a Bible. But, um, so we start going through, uh, discipleship together and we just start reading the word. We start, you know, I start realizing that I am, I am enough. Like, you know, I'm totally loved, fully accepted, totally pleasing, you know? Yeah. What and, John Mitchell say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> Shout out John Mitchell. <laughs> Um, and so he started just, you know, just, uh, rejuvenating my heart. And, um, you know, I, I, I found a, a sense of, of purpose again. I found a new form of love that I've never felt before. And yeah, it just made me want to continually follow him. And, um, so, you know, I was at first, it was just him and I doing, a uh, Bible studies or discipleship. Yeah. And so I got I got such a fire under my heart. I'd go to every guy on Monday night at seven o'clock. It's like, hey guys, Bible study. You want to come down? Like, hey, let's let's have Bible study. And so then he. That's when you know. Also too, he, uh, you know, we started you know growing the house and we started having more people come to Bible study. You know, there's guys in our house who were atheists that were arguing with Pierce the whole time, and he was just casually like answering the questions and I'm writing it down furiously just trying to understand I'm like dude this guy's a genius yeah. like, like he's That's a walking awesome. he's, he's the walk like you know he knows everything in this bible yeah. man I was like how does he know that and it's like oh because he he loves the Lord and he, he desires to know him more and so he's 
you know, he's dedicated into uh, worshiping him and, and reading his Bible. Yeah. And I was like, that's that's probably what, if I do that, I could probably understand the Lord. Mm. And so that's, you know, kind of a environment type change for me, right? I started not spending as much time in the bad crowd and, right. and started hanging out with him and, right. and, and doing other things on weekends. Yeah. And so I found myself just over time, just being able to cultivate this relationship with the Lord, and 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 knowing He's always been there, and mm-hmm. I was the one that ran away, right? You know, I was the one that built right the built Lord. the walls. Yeah, yeah. I know? was going to say the Lord never disappeared from you. He was, He was there. You just were maybe looking in the wrong. Yeah, you were looking in the wrong spots to try yeah. to find. Like I built my prison cell. Yeah, and the doors open, and God's right there. Like, come yeah, on, come on, or yeah. He's knocking. Right, right. He's, you know, He's He's waiting for me to. Right, you know, to initiate that, and, yeah, you know, but I'm staring at the the concrete cement mm-hmm. wall to totally. the right, like where is he? Totally, what is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? totally. But anyhow, that's yeah. so cool, dude. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah, I just think it's cool that that you you kind of had this. I mean, you had had this knowing of God your whole life, and yeah. then and and kind of this struggle for identity, um, like you said, most of your life, and and yeah. and. I don't know what a cool moment that you were praying for God to to reveal Himself to you, and, yeah. and He does it through through this guy Pierce. And, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I just think that's such a cool yeah. example of 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 a guy like Pierce who probably had his own struggles with his faith, yeah. and own you know encounters with God, and yeah. uh, and then he ends up to where you know gets to where he is at that point. Yeah, and then leads uh, like you and yeah. others to, to to Christ. So that's that's so cool. Yeah, and and the and and the beauty of it, right? Going from in like junior senior year, right? I'm developing my faith, and we're starting to get more and more people in our in our fraternity at this uh, Bible study, right? Right, every Monday night. Excuse me. And uh, so we, you know, we have, you know, it was just him and I went to five total people. Then it went up to twelve in our house, and you know, then. Then we started to get up to 15, and now yeah. we're at, you know, a quarter of the house to a third of the house is, is walking and reading scriptures and asking right. questions and and questioning a lot of things in their life. And so now we kind of jump into our my senior year. Pierce is still there, right? He missed a year of school. Yeah. So, you know, his last, his last semester, he just had the fall. And so, you know, we, we talked a lot about how, what it would look like to lead this discipleship. And he's like, Hey, I'm going to step back a little bit and I'm going to just stick to helping you out, but I want you to lead those guys. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I probably have like a year of scripture knowledge under my belt. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are you sure? And I'm like, I'm praying to God every night. I'm like, God, I don't know what to talk about. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. Like right. I was like mumbling, stumbling through, you know, just trying to read a passage. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what that means. It's yeah. a great question. And, you know, having like 10, 15 questions, you know, weekly that right. I'm going to Pierce and being like, Pierce, what do I do? Yeah. You know, because he was my mentor, you know, he was discipling me and, and he almost knew all these answers like that. And um, it just allowed me to continue to cultivate my faith and allowed me to, I don't know what I'm doing, but I love the Lord. Right. And I want to continue, like, I want to show God's love through me to these guys um, and just, yeah, just be a presence of, of light. Yeah. And awesome. yeah, there was a huge, like, paradigm shift in the house. You know, we we had a house of guys that were, you know, party, 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 you know, and then school, school, school to hey, maybe we don't party. Maybe we just have, you know, like, why don't we just play some games and, and hang out? Or let's, 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 
let's ask questions about, you know, who God is and, you know, or why does God let this happen or why does God let bad things happen to bad people? And, you know, if, you know, how is there free will when God already knows everything, you know, and they start really challenging these harder questions. And, you know, at times I was like, I don't know, you know, and and keep in mind too, at this time too, I'm still struggling, you know, I was going to say, I I still had struggles, right. I was still wanting to, to be a big partier. I still want, like, I still wanted that. And, you know, the the ampli you know like the the desire and the strength of that sin was going away yeah you know i'd find myself you know you know being out in that environment and being like ah, you know this doesn't seem fun anymore yeah you know i, I i'd rather be home yeah. like and you know or back at the house like reading a book or playing video games or you know or talking to guys about how their life is going and you know or intentionally doing something different and right. you know so it was it was really cool how God was you know kind of kind of showing me you know a, a different direction and you know uh, and my desire for wanting to follow Him superseded my sin that I wanted and don't get me wrong that sin at time was was like I I got to do like this week sucked I just want to go party right and then in that it's you know the Lord's like hey no like, you know, yeah. and and, and kind of you know my desire for it went away as I desired God more. Yeah. And so it was, it was really cool how he Crazy worked how in that. Works, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so then senior year, you know, I'm leading this group of guys, um, second semester. Um, we started a Greek ministry, um, and, uh, through the church, it was a church called resonate. I don't, I didn't bring that up earlier, but that was the church I was attending. Yeah. Um, going into my junior and senior year. And, um, so I started to lead a Greek ministry group, and so I was doing that on Thursday nights, and we called it Village. Um, and so, you know, the, the joke around the house, everybody knew Thursday at, at 6 o'clock after dinner, they they look at me and they say, Village? Village? Because I'd go around and ask every single person in our house, <laughs> hey, do you want to go to Village? Nice. And so, you know, we, we and then that's when, too, when I started to really, you know, I wouldn't say feel more confident, but I think I was more, I think I was less less in fear, like more fearless. Right. Yeah. Um, and I was going around to other fraternities too and, and asking them if they wanted to come to, you know, come to this, uh, Greek ministry. That's so cool. And so, um, you know, I just started developing my faith and, you know, and we get, you know, fast forward to, you know, last semester, senior year, um, towards the end of it. And, uh, taking the MCAT, right. Still in the medical route, taking the MCAT, you know, have all this checklist of all these things that I'm, I'm ready to apply and start applying to med schools. And I get accepted into the, the whammy program, which is, um, university of Washington and Washington state two years at between Washington state and U of I, and then two years at university of Washington for med school. And, um, I got accepted and it was, (laughs) I felt top of the world. I was like, I'm going to go to med school. I was like, how do I, I got to figure this out. Mm, Excuse me. I was like, let me, I was like, I'm about to, fin- you know, figure out the rest of my life. Like, yeah. this is, this is what I'm going to be doing. And, um, I just hear this voice and it's like, don't do it. And I was like, what was that? Yeah. It, 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 it felt odd. I, I didn't, I didn't, or I didn't recognize that voice. Mm. I, th- you know, it didn't sound like an inner voice for me. It sounded much louder and, and deeper. And I was like, what was that? You know, I, I, I just didn't understand it. And so. Um, I started still going through the process, you know, yeah. not thinking anything of it. And I'm thinking, you know, oh, maybe I should pray about this. Cause I get to the point where, you know, I got accepted, but I didn't get any scholarships. 
And so, you know, I was looking at, I was looking at the debt and I was like, like, you know, the the logic part of me started was like, okay, like, let's figure this out. But like, I don't know if I can be a quarter million dollars in debt. How do I figure that out over four years? Yeah. You know, like, am I ever going to recoup from that? That's like a house at the time, you know? And, and I just was, I was just so lost. And so I found myself, um, uh, I found myself in my room. I was just listening to some, some gospel music. It was hip hop gospel music, you know, <laughs> nice. still big hip hop guy. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. That, that part didn't go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm just sitting on my knees and I'm praying to the, praying to God. I said, God, I don't know what I, I, I'm supposed to do. Like, this is, seems like this is what my family's wanting me to do. Yeah. They're excited. Like they're expecting this. Right. I feel like this is the route that I'm going to be doing. And I just hear aloud, don't do it. Hmm. This is not for you. And, um, it just, it throws me in such a loop. I'm like, well, God, what am I going to do? Right. You know, like I start bawling at this point. I'm like, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Who am I supposed to tell? Like, how am I supposed to tell my family that it expects, you know, that my whole life was expecting me to achieve X. And now all of a sudden you're telling me this is not what you wanted. And it's like, God, I know you're greater than, than me and my family. I was like, but to me, you know, at the time, like that's all I knew. Yeah. And so. That's a big deal. I was like, yeah, and I just didn't. I didn't know what to do, so I kept praying about it and kept praying about it. And same thing over and over. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't go. Don't do it. And then I got to, you know, this was probably over a couple weeks. And then, you know, by a month or two later, it was like God, or not a month or two later, but about a month after that, you know, initial hear or yeah. voice from God, I was like, well, what am I gonna do? Right. What should I do? And I didn't hear from him. I didn't hear anything, and I was like, "What? Am, I don't know what I'm going to do." So I ended up making the decision of not. I was like, "Okay, God, I need to follow you. You haven't told me where, but I just need to wait. Yeah, and I need to learn patience." And so, um, I ended up, end up, you know, breaking the news to my family, and they were devastated. They're yeah. like, "That was, you know, we expected X out of you. Like, what's going on? Like, it tore my family. Like, they were not happy. You know, they were heartbroken. They." And they were shocked that I even said that. Right. And what the craziest part was is, you know, they all, you know, all follow Jesus, right? You know, and probably more of fans and followers. And they <laughs> and they almost like casted me out in a degree. Wow. They they felt like they felt like I cheated them something. Yeah. You know, like they were investing in me and they said, Oh, I, we spent all this time, you know, to get you to this point. Right. And now you're not gonna do it. Yeah. That makes no sense. Um, huh. and their reaction was not, was not great because part of that conversation too was, Hey, I've been really praying about this a lot and God's really not calling me to become a doctor or go to med school. Yeah. This is not what he wants me to do at right. all. And yeah, it was, it was really tough for me at the time for them to just, you know, minimize and cast out that, that voice that God gave to me. Totally. And so that was a real defining moment for me too. It's like, okay, well, what's greater, my family or God? Yeah. And I said, I said, God, you're greater. Yeah. Like I, I can't be in this environment if this is, um, if this is the case. Like I gotta, like, where do you want me to go? Right. So I ended up not knowing where to go for a month, waiting on the Lord. You know, again, at this point, this is now three months since the situation's happened. And right. It's summertime, and I've graduated. And, you know, hoorah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're, um, yeah, yeah, but. And yeah, not so, knowing what you're not knowing what you're doing next is is a is a scary feeling. Yeah, so I was thinking, you just made a big life decision. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, and I'm thinking, oh, I got this paper published on these kangaroo rats. Like God wants me to stay in the science field. Like He wants me to disciple and you know be a 
um, be a voice in the science community. Maybe he wants me to go be, you know, work in a lab somewhere for a right. research, research company. Right. So then I start applying to places all across the United States. I start applying in Europe. I start applying in, you know, in, in England, Germany, like France, Switzerland, like all these places to find a job. Nothing. Yeah. And when I tell you during that month that I applied to a thousand research jobs, that's not a joke. <laughs> I, I, I legitimately applied to like a thousand jobs. That's crazy. Um, that's probably a little bit higher but yeah you know, like, it, uh, it, 150 yeah it was it was it was substantial <laughs> yeah where i felt you know like copying pasting and you know eight hours a day just doing that yeah because right? I, st- I still had a workspace faith that i was still struggling with um so i was like i have to i have to work at the yeah. faith and i have to work to achieve the faith and and um and we can talk about when that kind of fizzles out later but um yeah i mean it's still a struggle today right, right. it's still something i struggle yeah with. totally um but uh, so I'm just applying to all these jobs and I'm I'm sitting there one night and I'm like, ah, God, I don't know. Like this is this isn't where, where is there a location that you want me to go? Right. And so um, I keep praying on it and I just I'm at a I'm at a loss. I'm like, well, he want you know, like I, I don't know what science job to, what to do at this point. So I get a text from someone who's not a Christian, you know, and he was one of my buddies from college, but you know, he would, he would come to Bible study every once in a while, but he ever, he never, never was a follower of God or accepted God, but he'd come in to, you know, either give us a hard time or just cause he was curious. Right. Didn't really talk a lot. Okay. And unless he wanted to argue a point yeah. <clears throat> that we brought up, but, um, you knew him. but I knew him. Yeah. And so he ends up sending me a text and he said, Hey, I'm in Boise. Um, I want you to, like, I have an extra, uh, spot open, you know, he's like, I don't know if you found a job yet or not, but you should come in and or you should come, uh, move up to Boise and live with me. Hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> this would be so funny because, you know, God works in such different ways. Right. And so I started praying about it. I was like, God, do you want me to go live with, uh, you know, with my, his name's Evan, Evan. And I, and I was like, I don't know. You know, like this seems off. Like, you know, I feel like he'd want me to be around, you know, real Christians, followers of God, you know, and, and, you know, and, you know, I keep praying on it and he's like, yeah, like do it. And so I go move with him and I ended up getting a job in construction out of all places. Yeah. And, um, you know, I started selling in-home, doing in-home sales, like same day sales, right? Like ruthless, like you know, used car salesman tactics and yeah. stuff. Um, but I ended up moving in with him, and we had so many conversations about God. Mm. I mean, we talk about God all the time. And, um, you know, God God used me. I was a light to that guy. And, you know, he without me realizing, he was in a pretty dark place. Mm. I said, I said, you know, I was like, God loves you. I was like, I love you. You know, like you're—I I didn't say it in these words, but— uh, you know, you're totally loved, fully accepted, and fully pleasing in the Lord, eyes of the Lord. I said, you know, and, and your eternity's secured, you know, if you accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and, you know, that he died on the cross to, you know, to um, carry your sins, and so that you have a righteous path into heaven. And um, he's like, he's like, Harrison, I want to believe, but I just don't know. And mm. so that's been something that is still something going on where I, you know, I'm talking to him and, yeah. you know, seeing what he's doing and and you know hey do you need any prayer you know i'm still something to this day that i'm still working on him but yeah that's kind of how i ended up in boise um from med school now in construction selling selling siding (laughs) remodels window remodels bath projects new roofs um and uh, i think one of your questions in there was uh 
um, how did I find Rev? Yeah. So this one's also pretty cool. So, um, you know, I, I guess this also brings up my wife. So there's there's some backstory I want yeah. to go back a little bit on. Was, totally. uh You know, I never had a, a, a healthy relationship with women, you know, like uh, um, like in my upbringing of high school, even college too. You know, I, I find myself in very unhealthy relationships, very manipulated relationships. Yeah. And, you know, I, I seem to be the one that always got the broken heart from it and not the, you know, not a mutual, you know, departure from each other, breakup. Right. You know, I, I seem to be more hurt from it, you know, and, and, and the hurt was, you know, was, was coming from either being cheated on or, um, you know, I, you know, they, they would, you know, and I could have been a, I could have been a, you know, a, a, you know, bad partner in some degree, but in, in essence, yeah, like I just did not have healthy relationships okay. with women. Like yeah. I just didn't. Um, and so, you know, part of my senior, you know, to now in Boise working was, right. I didn't really, I didn't really think about women. I just thought about my relationship with the Lord. I said, God, I don't want to talk to women. Yeah. Like I, like, I don't think I'm ready. And, and then, you know, like a year into living in a Boise, I'm like, okay, God, like, I think I want to start like trying to approach you know, women in a healthy way and how you say to have a marriage, like, you know, I, I want to start pursuing, pursuing that. And, you know, I said, but I'm, again, I need to be patient because I've, I need to, I need to work on that. And I want to follow you closer and desire you. And, and in that, you know, um, I, I got a dating app called Hinge because, you know, I heard a lot of bad things about Tinder. Tinder was not, not not a great app. Yeah, it, it was it was at the time known for like hookup culture. Yeah, you know, and I, I just didn't I didn't think that was the, the app for me. I was right. like, okay, you know, because also at the same time, I guess was right at the you know beginning of COVID where everything gets shut down. Yeah, so the time that you know I feel this desire to to meet someone <laughs> was all at the same time everything shut down. It's like yeah. I can't meet someone in person. Yeah, yeah. and um, so I get this app, I get Hinge, and um. You know, I was like, I'm very selective on it. And I was like, okay, you know, I want, I want, if I'm meeting someone, like I want her to be Christian. I want her to know God. I want her to love God. And I overall want her to love God, pursue God over me. Right. Hands down. Right. It's like, I can't, I I can't, you know, I I don't want this fan of of Jesus type mentality of a Christian. I was like, I struggle with that too much. And I don't, one, I don't want to, I don't want to fall into that again because it was still pretty pretty uh open wound mm-hmm. it was sore for me so um so i was just you know on it and you know i saw emily come up and i was like oh she's pretty cute she's christian and she had a picture of uh when she was out in haiti and i'm thinking i'm like oh she loves she loves kids like she loves being helpful mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm like okay let's try and so so we match and then you know we we ended up meeting for a date and I, uh, I was like, Hey, this is so random, but let's, let's walk, uh, the green belt yeah. by the Boise state campus. I was like, but let's meet at not the parking lot. Let's meet at the Chick-fil-A Nice, because I didn't realize there was a parking lot over there because <laughs> I didn't know Boise. And yeah. I was, I was like, Oh, let's meet at the Chick-fil-A. And she's like circling, like, no, there's a parking lot over there. And I was like, no, no. no. And I circle in like screenshot of the Google maps of like the Chick-fil-A parking lot. Yeah. I was like, no, here thinking it was, you know, that was where to park at. Right. And so how she describes it to me was I was in this little red backpack with two Gatorades, like <laughs> when she comes up and I like give her one and uh, yeah. Anyways, and like we, awesome. we start talking like, oh, where'd you grow up? Where are you from? Like, did you go to college? Like, where'd you go to college? And then I kind of felt this like real big urge to say, I'm a follower of, 
uh, of Jesus. And, um, you know, if, if you don't take your relationship with God seriously, I don't want to continue on this date. So I felt this real big urge to say that. So yeah. I just splurted it out. Right. <laughs> and she's like, okay, yeah, lo, let's talk about our, you know, yeah. Like, you know, and so she just starts telling her story yeah. of, of her relationship with God and, and this church that she goes to. And at the time, I was still trying to find the, you know, a church. I felt like I was falling into, I, I won't give the church's names because it's not going to be helpful, yeah. but I found, um, I found myself finding churches with a lot of facade to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'd, I'd never made a real connection with anybody at these churches. And, and I, it felt, it felt really hard to find a church. And that's also part of a struggle that was happening. Even when I was pursuing God, I was yeah. pursuing God individually and I didn't have community. Yeah. And I, I felt very isolated, like, God, like, is this what it's like to be a real follower of you, like being isolated and feeling different? Right. And, and yeah, he, overall, he did teach me that, that you are, you know, you are, you know, in this world, but you're not of it, mm-hmm. but you also need to, you know, be, you know, having a community basis of some degree. Um, and so, um, so we were talking about that and, and I was like, you know, I'm actually really struggling not finding a church. Like I, I was like, I told her, I was like, I find myself in churches that have these facades and I don't make real connections with churches. And she's like, well, there's, there's revolution 22. And I was like, what? <laughs> uh, she's like, well, it's called rev 22. And I was like, huh? There's numbers in churches. Like, you know, it's not like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like assembly of God or like right. Christian, you know, faith center or something right. like that. Cause those were churches names that I heard of. So yeah. I'm like, what is this? This, this sounds different. Yeah. And so I started praying on it and I was like, well, no, maybe I should just wait. That'd be weird. I just went on one date with her right. to just go to a Sunday service. Yeah. So I said, well, God, I was like, if this, you know, if, I was like, let's see where this goes before I just show up to that church yeah. and try it out. And so I was really hesitant. Like God was like saying, go try this church out. Like, you know, and was calling me almost to a church. And um, I just, I was like, oh no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to do things my way a little bit. And so we ended up talking more and going on more dates and and really forming connection. And then when we were, you know, I guess officially dating, I was like, hey, I really want to go to Rev. You know, she didn't ask me. She never did. And... um um, she was like, oh, okay, like, do you want to go together? I said, if you're comfortable with it. Right. <laughs> so we went to Rev, um, and then, um, you know, we're sitting there, and after church, like, you know, or I guess going into the church, like, everybody was so friendly. Yeah. And, you know, I was kind of I was kind of used to that, you know, seeing that growing up and stuff, but, you know, I was, you know, people were asking me genuine questions, like, like, hey, how was your week? Yeah. Like, oh, like, what were you struggling with? And I really wish I remembered who I met with first because <laughs> they crushed it. Yeah. Like they were just asking me like deep questions, like right out of the get go. Um, and I just felt, I, I felt called to the church. I felt like, you know, there was a real good sense of community. And um, even afterwards too, people were like, Oh, Hey, like, like let's go get coffee together. Like let's hang out. And, yeah. and for me at that time too, I was like, I don't know. I don't know you. Yeah. I don't know how I feel, but yeah. everyone's really friendly here. And I felt, felt, you know, different. And she asked me, Oh, how was, how was the service? How was church? And I was like, you know, this is, uh, this is a different church. I've never experienced something like this. Yeah. You know, everyone seems very intentional and real and authentic. And I was like, you know, people are just wearing jeans and shorts and flip flops. <laughs> like this is crazy, yeah. you know, and, and not to say other churches that I visit around here right, have right, that, right. but you know, just, Overall, it was it was really cool. So yeah. that that helped me um, um, just you know know like like it, it doesn't like you know that that doesn't matter like that completely that wall is like having to 
button up khakis like you know slacks or dress shoes like went away out the window right then and there and yeah that's that's how i met emily and you know and then we you know i ended up proposing and during that time too like you know i well met with bren and i was like bren like oh this is actually pretty funny i could share part of my story um you know bren's like don't tell her this directly but ask her like what what else does she want to know about you like you know you know what else does she need to know yeah and in my head, it's like, I need to ask her, you know, what else do you, what else do you want to see in me? Or that's what it was. Yeah. He asked me, uh, ask her, what, what do you, uh, what else does she need to see in you? Mm-hmm. And what I verberate or like verbalized to Emily was, Hey, what do you want to see in me before we get married? <laughs> it was like, oh, dude. And like, Bren's like, you don't say that. Like, that's not what you say, man. That's not what you say. And I did it anyways. And it, it was really cool where, uh, you know, she, uh, she responded to it really well and, and was like, Oh, like this and this. And I was like, okay. And so once she saw that, you know, it was like, you know, she was like, Hey, let's go ring shopping. (laughs) And like, Hey, let's, you know, I was like, well, I don't know what you like. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, then next thing you know, we got married and you know, now we have a kid. Yeah. One month old kid. So that's that's, awesome, dude. That's where I'm at. That's awesome, dude. Well, but yeah. Yeah, what a cool story of uh yeah. of just yeah, I don't know. I I think it's I think it's so cool um that your story at least is not some like magic moment where everything just changed. Yeah. Um it's very much like how you pursued God and how God pursued you. Yeah. Um and just how those those lined up and yeah. um I like too that you mentioned like I think going along with there not being a snap change that you you had struggles even after you yeah. rededicated your life to Christ. Yeah. I think that's a a common like misconception or that, yeah. that that once you you know if you if you are are with God when you're younger and then you you fall away from God or and then you re come back to God mm-hmm. that does not mean your your life automatically becomes yeah. easy. Yeah, it's not of a flip of a switch, and it's like all sin, all evil, right. all temptations, like just totally. turned off, and you're like totally. walking free, no, like no totally. problem. And I think yeah. I relate to that at least a little bit too. Is like I didn't really fall away. I didn't. I didn't fall away from my faith in college or anything yeah. like that. But um, like college, that that brings up its its own temptations and stuff. And I yeah. think I matured a lot in my walk with Christ. And um, it's just funny. Like I, I even feel like arguably like the more you start understanding about the Lord and the, yeah. and the closer you walk with Jesus, the harder these temptations come yeah. at you because it's not, it, it, I think it's, it's a little bit harder for, for Satan to, yeah. to get in your own head and, yeah. and stuff. And so he comes at you with, with everything. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you even see like, you see Jesus in the Bible being tempted by Satan and Satan throws yeah. everything he has at him. Yeah. And I think you kind of experience that as you, walk closer with the Lord that, yeah. that, that Satan starts to throw everything he's got at you. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, I think, I just think that's cool. Like, and, and yeah. super real how, um, just because you're walking with the Lord doesn't mean everything is free as you're saying. Yeah. Um, that, that you're not, you, you don't have any sin or anything like that. So. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's really cool, man. Well, I don't know. Do you have anything else? Any, any, any other things you didn't touch on? I mean, like I said, I've heard your story before. Yeah. Um, and and I appreciate you coming on and and telling it again. Yeah. Um, I think kind of the motto for oh, your motto. for I think I think the motto at least that I wrote down that 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 I really like and I remember you telling me this before um, is 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 
being a follower of Jesus, not just a fan. Yeah. Um, because I really think that, especially in, I don't know, especially just maybe people younger, yeah. um, it's it's easy, it's easy to just put in your Instagram bio yeah. like, that you believe in Jesus. Or... Yeah, the Jeremiah. And don't get me wrong. And <laughs> when I was growing up, my like in high school and stuff, like my Instagram bio had Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like that. You know that that was a fan. Like so, I totally. never truly experienced following right. Jesus. Right. And once I did, yeah, temptation got a ton harder. Yeah. You know, it came at me so much differently than it did before. Right. And it's like you know. And and guilt too was mm-hmm. another thing that came out of like a different angle. Totally. Right? It's like, oh, like, you know, drinking, partying, like like, you know, that that guilt wasn't as strong as when I started accepting and, and desiring to follow God. Like that guilt felt even worse. That it's like, God, like I'm I'm broken, like I'm I'm sinful, like this hurts. And it's like I just want to go back and, and you know, go out and party again. Right. And, and isn't that cool though that you you, I think you, you understand him even more after that. Absolutely. Like uh, you understand like, oh wow. Like he's, he's greater and, and loves us more yeah. and is more gracious than like I even thought before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good motto that, that he, you know, becoming, learning what it means to become a follower of Jesus, not just yeah. a, a fan. Um, yeah. And you can, you can even relate it back to like not going to med school. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I desired to follow God over what I wanted. Yeah. Cause that's what I thought and what others thought I should do. Right. And, you know, like, you know, my, my life's worked out and I don't look back and say, oh, I wish I like, what yeah. if I was a doctor, you know, right. like, oh, I'd just be finishing up med school right now or this or that. Yeah. It's like, I don't even think about those things, right. you know, I, and, you know, God, you know, bore fruit to me where, you know, I desired him over earthly things and that in that time and mm-hmm. continue to go and pursue him. And like, don't get me wrong. Like I still stumble and fall. Right. Right. And, um, yeah. One, just knowing God at a deeper level. Yeah. Um, you know, being able to see truly what matters, I think being more grounded and patient has mm-hmm. been another thing. I, I think one thing though, from like going from, you know, being a fan of Jesus to a follower of Jesus is like the anxiety or stress like is, is is hitting in a different way, yeah. You know, and anyhow, yeah, yeah. It's been it's no been for sure, man. That's really cool. Well, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to, I don't know, just seeing what what, what challenges you have to face next yeah. with, um, with your with your family yeah. now, and um, I don't know as yeah. you move into this next stage of life, it's gonna be cool to see, yeah. Um, just what God does for in in you and through you, but also um. Yeah. how you have to learn to rely on him in a, in a totally different way. Absolutely. So, yeah. 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 No, cool. Well, um, let's close this out and, uh, you actually, uh, get to pray for us. So, oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So thanks. Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, yeah. Go no ahead. No pressure. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> no. Not at all, man. Go ahead. And, uh, yeah. Oh, God, thank you. Uh, thank you for this opportunity to, uh, be here and to share my story, God, of how, how you, uh, shine through me and, uh, um, allowed you to uh, find me, um, God, and I. I pray over this podcast and over Jack, God, that as as others that come onto this podcast are, you know, unashamedly afraid to share their story of how you or how they found you, God, and and uh, how you led them back to you, God, and how they've been able to receive your grace, love, and mercy, um, God. As 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 we continue on, God, we pray over Church of Rev. 
and those that listen to this, God, that that you are found everywhere, God, and that uh, <laughs> that you were totally loved, fully pleasing, totally accepted in you, God, and that you know our sins have been paid, and that there's you know such a such a beauty and awe in you, um, God, and I just hope that that is emulated and shared through this podcast into those that are listening to it. Um, God, we thank you and praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Woo-hoo.